0: living within the sweet spot with your host Nikki Cleggle. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Cleggle.
1: Hello, everyone. I am so happy that you are here with us today on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I am an author, a coach, and a speaker. I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help people deeply partner their life with God so they can tap into their God-given life purpose, find health and wellness, and get to a place where they are happy and reaching their goals higher than they ever dreamed possible. With man, this isn't possible, but with God, all things are possible. So let's go ahead and get started on today's episode of Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. So first, I always like to kind of help you know how this all gets going and gets um, how we do this. So there are six parts to my book. The whole show is based off my book, and we are now in the section of forgiveness. This is a tough subject Forgiveness puts footholds or not forgiving puts footholds on us that can truly set us back horribly. So when we do a section of the book, we always have four weeks of that section. So we're doing four weeks all on forgiveness. And this happens to be the first chapter of forgiveness. So we're going to focus on the problems. We're going to focus. I don't like to do that, but we're going to focus on really the footholds and things that can get in our way what not forgiving can really do to our lives. So now we're, do, we're working on the problem. Next week, come back. Next week, we're gonna be talking about what the word tells us. So yeah, we have things happen to us and we do things ourselves that need forgiveness. That's what Jesus is for, right? But we get to the word next week and we listen to what the word tells us. The following week, come back again because the following week, we're gonna be talking about what the gifts are If we follow the word and then last, our last week in the section of forgiveness, we're really going to be looking at free will and our choice because we can step into all the glory that Jesus Christ offers us, the ways that he's taught us how to forgive the fulfilling and healing and restoring power we get from Jesus, all this stuff, but it's our choice. So today let's get to the problem. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I've got my book close because we're going to be referring to my book quite a bit. We are in chapter 17. It's called The Problem and Forgiveness Fulfills. So I I got to stop a sec. I want you to know about our guests. Okay, so we are going to get into this, I promise, on the first section. But when we come back after the break, we're going to have some guests here. I just want to highlight them now because I know I'm going to address them throughout this, this section. So we have Jody Swee here who is an awesome young entrepreneur, life coach, very faith-based I love the work she does, but I'm a life coach and very faith-based. So her and I, we get each other. So she has this um, website. You can go to it called Live Idle Wild. We'll talk about that more when we come back. She's a Jesus lover. Okay, the next one is Joe and Karen. So Joe and Karen are an awesome couple. They have lived through um, a foothold. That could have ruined and destroyed them, but I have to say, there's probably a good fourth of our population who experience similar things, and these people are, they've taught themselves to be experts, and they're not going to waste it. They're using it to help other people. Okay, the next one is April Alexander. She's a good friend of mine, also a coach. She works with pregnant women. She also helps people overcome difficulties, and she has quite a story. So the, so come back at the break for these guys. And then last part of our show is going to be question and answers, and we have some really good, insightful things that I think are going to help all of us. All right, if you are not, um, if you are just listening live over Empowerment Channel, get to Facebook, Fulfill Your Legacy. So Nikki Klegels page on Fulfill Your Legacy, and you can watch us live. We've got links that you can get to, a lot of freebies. I want you to take advantage of that if you can. So let's now get started. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this section um, of kind of education on the book and the topic of not forgiving and forgiving in three ways. So we're first going to talk about awareness. So we always have this in the pro- a part of the problem we first need to be aware of what the problem really is then we're going to look at okay well what how does this affect us then if we do or don't do it physically mentally emotionally and then last we're going to look at what can we do about it all right so awareness i want you to understand that whether we decide to forgive someone i mean right now you probably know someone in fact share this if you know someone if it's you just listen hard but you probably know someone that is truly in a foothold of forgiveness. We are human and we have sensitive hearts that love. And when they get hurt, it's difficult. I mean, it took Jesus, Jesus, a perfect person, a perfect man form to be able to do this. I mean, we're going to have troubles and we're going to have to call on him for help. So if don't beat yourself up, if you're having troubles forgiving someone, it's human, but there's a way out. Okay. So, What I want you to know about awareness is first, um, a lot of people think that they are done forgiving someone, that they've let it go, they might say. But the truth is, there's a lot of things hanging on inside of them that is evidence that they haven't let go. And I want you to be aware of those things. So we're going to look at this kind of this control issue and take it in, w- in by way of control. So think of this awareness wipes, uh, or I mean awareness because forgiveness wipes out the control that you have over a situation. That's sort of what we like. We sort of, we, we are human and we don't like not feeling like we have control. But the truth is when people hurt us, if we sit there and we wait for them to say, sorry, sorry, We're giving them control. And the truth is, if we don't, um, if we stay in these places and we live day to day thinking that it's over, but yet it keeps popping in our mind, whatever happened keeps replaying in our mind, it has taken control of your subconscious mind. All these footholds, all these thoughts have taken control over your mind and they're wiping out the space that you need to be using to carry out God's will, to make a difference in this world. And so think about the control that you're gonna have to let go of. You can't control the other person. You can't control their actions. The truth is the super complicated part of all this is often they can't control themselves. Whoever's forgive whoever you need to forgive because they've done something to you, it's it, they get, they have their own foothold on them. And we have to remember what Jesus said. They know not what they do. That is such a hard thing, honestly, because you're like, oh yes, they did. Oh, yes, they do know what they did. I'm watching them, I've told them, and they do it, and they did it, and and they're very aware of it. Yeah, that's right. They're aware of it with the baggage that they have from their own life with the situations that they are in that you are not experiencing. So do they have control over themselves? Not always, just like we don't have control over ourselves always. We have to have grace for other people. And I know, easy for me to say, because I'm looking at the faces of people that I know have huge hurts, huge things that have happened to them. But I'm also staring at three faces who are going to be your guests next, and these are people that have found a way out from some pretty big things, and they're going to share with you firsthand how that happened. So there is hope in this, okay? So first of all, I want you to be aware of when you're in those foothold places and the effects it's having on your body. I want you to be aware of the fact that those people don't always have control. And I want you to be aware of the fact that you don't have control over them. You don't have control over them saying, I'm sorry to you. And we can't get people to say, I'm sorry to us just because we want to hear it. We got to let go of that. We're wasting our time. Okay. So there is a graph. If you happen to have my book, it's on page 178, but I'm going to go ahead and just read these things to you in case you don't. But these are out of a journal, a health journal, health and wellness. um, I've quoted in my book. You can go look it up, but listen to these effects. These are physical effects that unforgiving somebody has on our lives. So not forgiving someone. So Emotionally, so when we have emotionally um, been hurt, so like an increased susceptibility, we have an increased susceptibility to addictions. So emotionally, we're affected by this tendency to try to comfort ourselves with things that can be addictive, as well as we're prey to things that will hurt other people because of emotional things like addictions. OK, then physically, how does this affect us? Like stress can also physically it, it is 80 percent of our neck, head, tension and headaches. Eighty percent. I mean, my word. OK, so another emotional one is low self-esteem. When you've been hurt, when you've been um, told something, maybe abused over and over, you literally are battling with a low self-esteem. So um, I'm just going to, so it's easier for your mind. I'm just going to do all the emotional ones and then I'll do all the physical ones. So uh, more emotional ones. Our self um, deprives the self of opportunities. You literally emotionally, when you've been hurt really bad and you're remaining in that place of hurt, you start to then not try to reach for things that are great in front of you because you feel like you don't deserve them. It literally sidetracks you from moving forward on the greatness God has in store for you because you're so stuck in the hurt. Okay, and then also pushing through um, poor work settings. Believe it or not, people who have been hurt, abused, um, had one thing that happened to them, maybe uh, whatever the whatever it is, you all know what what you're dealing with, but. You, Those people tend to, 60-some percent, tend to find themselves in work situations where they continue to be comfortable being treated poorly in their work environment because they're used to that. Okay? Um, depression. We know that this happens. You know, when, we're, when we are in, living in these dark places of um, having something bad happen to us and holding on to it, not letting go of it. I think of people like if a child has died. And um, one of our questions is going to be a child who died from a drug um, driver and the mom struggled for years and years and, you know, depression is high there. And, and the last one is increased agitation. Like you find yourself agitated over and over and over again and you don't know why, but you've used up every bit of energy and coping. You're using it just to deal with the hurt and the pain of something bad happening to you. So you don't have the patience to be responding well to situations. Okay, let's look at physical things. So like I said, the head, neck tension, stomach aches is the next one. The next one is dizziness, believe it or not. People suffering through really bad hurts often feel dizzy at times. And fatigue, that crawling back into bed, right? You're physically so fatigued. And then digestive issues is huge. And then teeth grinding while you sleep, that breaks my heart, I want you to rest. And then last, um, literally affects on your blood pressure. Controlling, it, it constricts the blood flow to your heart. I mean, these things are pretty huge. And I really don't, I don't want these for anyone out there, I don't want these. And I want us to remember that this happens not only to the person who's done the act, because the foothold is there on both sides. So somebody who's done the hurting or somebody who's living through the hurting, okay? Be wise to it. Next, let's go to how it affects the heart, mind, and soul. Well, you know, there is um, more to that. I want, okay, the facts are physical effects and emotional effects that I just said. The awareness is understanding you don't have the control, but what can you do about it is what I want to spend the next three minutes is all we have talking about. So what can we do about it? We need to fill up. So first of all, This awareness and this sort of um, seeing what it's doing to your body often finally breaks a person and finally brings them, they get so miserable and so done with it, so done with living with this, that they finally go to God and lift it up, right? Right. But it's not always enough. And this is what I see over and over again, because we're human. And if we could just leave it at lifting it up to God, let me tell you, that's great. But what do we do? We do lift it up to God and then often go right back to that hamster wheel where we start thinking then about it again. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that after we give ourselves to Christ, give that, take it to the cross, whatever it is after we're aware of the fact that there is no control that we have over it, so let's let God be in control because he is more powerful than any and all of this, okay? After we give it up, we have to fill up. We have to fill the space in our mind, heart, and soul with what we know is good and right because the enemy is waiting to just fill up your mind with a bunch of lies all over again, waiting to get the foothold back on you Okay, so I want to share a story with you. I'm going to read it. I see we're down on time, but it's awesome. Okay, so this is a story of somebody that I worked with and that's very close to me and changed their life. So this is her words. This story began when I was a young woman of six, probably saw me as a very sweet little girl who came from a family who loved me very deeply. My parents divorced and my siblings and I remained in our mother's home with visits every other weekend to our father's. It seemed pretty um, amicable to me looking back, but there was always a twinge of something missing, lacking about it all. I had my first date when I was 16, only to find myself in a possessive relationship quickly that quickly grew out of control. This school, my church, and my family were all very supportive, but at such a young age, I felt very confused about love, comfort, acceptance. With everyone's help, I was able to break free from the emotional abusive relationship, but it was all very surreal. I dated very little after that, only to find myself pregnant in what I thought was love at age 18. I married this man and our relationship too was difficult. I worked hard on this marriage and spent 10 years with many ups and downs until eventually I found myself in a situation where I had to face my husband's infidelity. This left me emotionally uninvolved and insecure, or unloved and insecure. This relationship eventually ended, and on the immediate rebound of this so-called failure, I saw it as in my life I found myself quickly recognizing a man's attention and possession as love and affection. This was the worst relationship by far. Again, for 10 years, I pushed through this relationship trying to make it work. I regularly went to church with my kids, finding church at, and work my only solace. This man that I married chose not to grow with me, but rather wanted to take me down with him. He began; he became an alcoholic not too long into our marriage and battled his own mental illnesses that took uh, took out that he took out on himself and our family. He had addictions to gambling and sex as well, which began to poison our lives. I slowly began to lose the person that I used to be until I realized one day that I was looking in the mirror at a stranger. It was at this point that I had to get away. This time, however, I went straight to the one who could fix it all. The one who could I always trust and depend on. The one who would teach me the value of That I possessed and the honor that I needed to uphold myself to for the other reasons that became in my for the only reason that became true in my mind was that I was his God's and he was mine all right so the story goes on to share how she how she did this then and we're going to get into much of that after our break but I, I want you guys to stay tuned we are getting ready to head to break now come back because our guests are here and they have great stories and insight for you on living within the sweet spot
0: This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com.
2: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot.
1: Hello, everyone. Yes, I am so happy you are back with us on Living Within the Sweet Spot. We are talking about a tricky subject today. I see a couple people just popped on our live stream to Facebook, so it's on forgiveness. But we have some awesome guests here, and I'm going to go ahead and let them share a little bit about why they're here. So first, Karen and Joe, take a minute and share with us what took place in your life and why you started the company Living or Trust a Better Way.
3: Well, we were at a point in our life where um, we looked like every other couple out there, but we were really disconnected. And so um, with that disconnect, we were just looking for what filled us up in all of the wrong areas and ways. And so um, what happened was, um, you know, we got into financial trouble. We got into um, an affair, uh, just many things that um, pretty much almost sent us down to a divorce. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, we just knew that we needed to do something or we were going to end up separate.
4: Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I can share with you what the uh, physical part of uh forgiveness happens I was I was angry I was angry with all the credit card debt uh, I was I felt trust was all gone and, and you know the dark side filled me up it, it completely engulfed me and I had an affair and, and it, it was like just payback for the awful thing that you know happened with the credit card debt and it sent me spiraling down a horrible trail and, and a lot of it was you know my health Followed me uh you know blood sugar went uncontrollable, it affected my eyesight, it affected my hearing it affected especially affected my liver that I'm dealing with today and um, Satan gets a hold of you and, and you don't see any way out you're just completely in the dark mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. I I love your honesty, both of you. And I just want to take a minute and share with the audience and people listening that, um, how this sort of snowballed and I even know, um, how like Karen. So Joe's sort of saying, okay, you know, I did this, he's owning up to it. And then he's also saying, but Karen did this, but we know the truth is there were so many things that led up to Karen, um, you know, doing other things with the the debt. And so this is how it happens. It starts with something so small and these things grow and grow. And pretty soon it's out of control. But I love that you mentioned that, um, you had physical effects because so many of us think we've forgiven, think we're moving on, but pay attention and be aware of what your body is also telling you. Cause so many times we think we've, got it and we don't and so we just keep the problems just keep getting worse and worse and worse all right let's take a minute because we're going to get back to them and they're going to give us some great insight because these two are rock stars i'm telling you they're amazing they cannot help but attract people everywhere they go and they just can't help but want to help every single person around them so let's skip up here to jody in the top corner there jody share with us a little bit then about um you you're working with people you see people you see young people and old people and in all different situations, big, small things. It doesn't matter. What's your answer to this? And what do you have to share with us?
2: Well, I think it's it's so interesting because forgiveness is not easy and it's a path that many would like to avoid, right? And so I, it's, I have a picture of it's kind of if we are on a path, if we are trying to follow Jesus and follow his path, it's. Picture going up a mountain and it's a small path and on one side of you is the mountain. On the other side is you go down into like a cavern, right? And forgiveness, something happens, a problem, where suddenly there's a huge rock right in the middle of your path. And so what we do is we start to go, well, maybe I should go around it. But what happens when we do that is we either go off the edge of bitterness or anger or we hit a wall. The mountain, And so we really, we have to go through it and it's hard. But again, Jesus has the power to just bust that big rock if we let him. So mm. a little bit of going, okay, I cannot accept the fact that you have, you have to deal with a giant boulder that's in your path. Love that. Love that, and I love how you said accept,
1: and it's this surrender mm-hmm. that you give it to. We can't sometimes do this. I know Joe's going to talk about that, like just getting to this breaking point where he finally just couldn't do it anymore, gave it, gave it over. Okay, so then um, April, you two have um, a lot to share with us. Tell us a little bit about why, what, how forgiveness has has played a part in your life and how you're using it in Overcome Be Free. Um, By the way, I'm sorry, before we get started, I forgot to mention, so Jodi coaches people. uh, um, Live Idle Wild is her company, and it's posted below. Christy kimmy has got it in our comments on Facebook stream. So um, April, on Overcome Be Free, tell us a little bit about forgiveness and how that could have, and did for a while, put a foothold on your life.
5: Um, Forgiveness for me from my... I was molested when I was six years old. And up until that point, you know, you don't remember a whole lot when you're four. Five years old, I was talkative, I was happy, joyful. And then I was molested at six. And I'm sure there's ones out there that, if they've been molested, it gets tough. And I know that time I went through many years of not saying anything, I was threatened from my molester to not say anything, and so I pushed that down into my subconscious, and it lived there. It lived there for 20 years until I decided to forgive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's really awesome, and now you have a company that you are starting to help other people walk through this process, and you also are a testament to um, leaning into God for this help because it's just almost impossible. For press to do alone, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get back into that a minute. So um, let's check on the time here. We are sitting pretty good. I want to go back around. We'll start in the same order. Joe and Karen, I want you to give everyone a bit of advice that really um, was essential for you. So a bit of advice.
3: Um, The part of it that really changed me was before I... Had a hold with going to Bible study and doing all the things um, that I thought would help, but I had never really picked up a Bible. And really, the answers are in the Bible. They really are. Mm-hmm. But part of forgiveness was, you know, you can very easily say that it's a choice. Um, yes, it is, but it's so hard. And when you pick up the Bible and you realize that how can I blame anyone else for their sins? How can I judge them? How can I um, stay angry with them when I'm a sinner myself mm-hmm. we're all sinners and we're all, you know, we all do things that God never judged us for. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for me, that was the turning point. Mm-hmm. That was the grace that God gave me that
2: mm-hmm.
3: I could say, um, yes, I wanted to stay angry at him. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to, you know, feel the pain I felt. I, you know, both of us were like that. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, it doesn't do you any good. And you can't let God fill you up with anything more if you sit and stay at that point.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen yeah I want to bring up a couple things I think are so huge because um, I remember when you were going through this that you were doing what a lot of us do in the world me included is we do all these things I can remember like um, maybe it, like you were into essential oils and you were in different things that you were doing to try to fill up and try to take care of yourself and on try to and we love all those things because they do work and they they make they're wonderful things. But until, like Karen says, until she surrendered it and got to the word, that is what changed everything. And and she's a believer in that. And that's what she does now is gets people to the word and speaks the word. And we can't um, give up all these nice little things that we have in this world, honestly, the taking care of ourselves, but the word. Thank you, Karen. Good, good idea. All right, Joe. Uh,
4: you know, I, I remember the turning point. Um, uh, it was a cold, dark, rainy night, and, and Karen and I had a fight, and I, uh, I just left. I, I went out, and I walked for like six miles, and the whole time I'm walking, I'm asking Jesus for help, you know, I'm, you know, help me, help me, help me, and it wasn't until about the last mile that there was a calmness that come over me, and, and it turned around and says, what am I doing? Lord, help her. Lord, help my friends. Lord, help my family. You know, they're the ones that are suffering. They're the ones that need to help. And and it was shortly after that that God came to me in a dream. I was in a dark place. I was in an old school building, and all my demons were after me. I was crawling in the basement, uh, the tunnels of the school, and, and and found a car, but it wrecked. I'm back in this place, and I, I come to this set of double doors that's just darkness on the other side, and, and my demons were all on top of me, and... and I physically felt the hand of God push me through that door. And I woke up at, and it was just surreal. Um, that's when it happened. That's when the Lord filled me with the Holy Spirit. It felt like a thousand hands on me, physically just lifting me out of my bed and taking me back to Karen. Mm-hmm. Immediately, immediately, he just started sinking things up and brought us to where we are today. Mm-hmm. brought you in our lives brought other people in our lives brought a church in our lives um yeah those who are now we we made our mess our message we're, we're turning around and helping other people that anything's possible through christ
1: yeah, what a great, great deal. And that is exactly right. I uh, I, I want people to hear that and know that it can happen like this. I also want to point out um, something that he said about his walk and how he was begging for help for himself, got it. And immediately what happened next was he was able to see other people through God's eyes and to see that they also need help. And that's what happens when we we stop. It's, it, it's no longer about us. As we get God and Christ in us, we start loving every child of God, no matter what's going on in their lives. I love that. Okay. Um, Let's see, what what bit of advice, Jody can you share with us? Now, I know you already talked about kind of describing this sort of mountain and what you do, but you have, I noticed, and I asked somebody to put a link up of something that you have, but if there's another tidbit that you have that you want to share with us, go ahead. Otherwise, I know that link is going to help some people, so go ahead.
2: Well, I think it's, I love what Joe and Karen were talking about because they're talking about an internal change, allowing Jesus to change you from the inside out. And often when we approach forgiveness, we feel like we have to do, we have to do it from the outside in. So we start doing the things Mm -hmm. uh, we will actually, it'll change our hearts when in reality we we, that's not going to work. We need to allow Jesus to change us from the inside out. The act of forgiveness truly is in a lot of ways. It's a spiritual miracle work. Because mm-hmm. not something that is easily accomplished. And so that's one thing. And so I think just allowing and going back to when you're talking about, I have a bunch of different verses that I kind of have. It's like, okay, really to pray over and to ponder. And I one of them is for when you feel like you failed other people. So, and how do you, you got to pray through. So when you need forgiveness, how to do that. And also I want, I think it's really important too, when people are talking about we often equate forgiveness with reconciliation, and I think it's really important to free people from the, that. Doesn't necessary; those two things are not necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. That being able to forgive someone is different from being reconciled with them. Meaning, you don't necessarily have to have a relationship. If it's an unhealthy relationship, you don't have to have a relationship with them. And so, I just want to give people other the freedom to know. There's a difference between these two, and sometimes there is reconciliation, like with the beautiful story of Joe and Karen, and other times that's not the intended outcome, but forgiveness is different than reconciliation.
1: Very, very good point. And and also uh, a lot of people struggle with forgiveness being almost like you're condoning, you're accepting what they've done. That's not not true either. You're You're letting go of the control that you want to have on that, waiting for an I'm sorry, waiting for everything to be right, all these things. It's It's not about you. It's like Joe said, he surrendered it all. April, it's down to you now. So share with us a tip and some life experience that you can give us and the people listening when they need to forgive someone. It could be an active thing that's happening day after day after day, maybe an abusive thing. How do they work through this or some foothold that really happened in the past?
5: Um, The bit of advice that I would like to say is, when you realize whatever, like for my example, for what I've gone through is when you realize that that individual was also a baby, a child, a young adult, you know, they weren't always the way they were, you know, they, they have gone through stuff also.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Realize that, that they are a child of God too.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: They have stuff that they went through. Mm-hmm then that, that really helps with the forgiveness. Cause it's not just letting go and saying okay, I forgive you for this. You have to feel it in your heart. You have to look to the word. And I know that was for me following the path. I know Abba was there the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. he was the light onto my path. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, so it's
1: funny. Cause you are all saying the same thing. Of course I didn't script you by any means, but, um, and even able to do any, any of you able to see the other person, like Jody saying from the inside, like you are not able to see your sinner um, in a place of, of innocence, um, because if you're not filled up with God. And when you start to get filled up with God and you start to see the truth, then all of a sudden you're able to see them as children of God as well. You're able to see that they're sinners just like you. You're able. And right now, for the people listening, if you're thinking, there's no way I can forgive this person. Um, there is. You've got to be able to see them through God's eyes. You've got to be able to see them with a loving heart, a God-loving heart, not a human. We've got to get God in us. And so these things really, really, I mean, being molested, having a spouse cheat on you, um, having financial distress, you know, all these things are huge things. So when people are sitting in these places of unforgiveness, think about how it's taking an effect on your body. It's keeping you away from opportunities. It's keeping you away from um, spreading the word because as God works in you, you're going to go ahead and share it with the world, and He's and you're gonna you're gonna help other people overcome this because they're going to see how you did it and ask why. All right, we are coming back and we're going to be doing just that. We're going to be helping people overcome some of their footholds and maybe footholds that they. Um, put on someone else it may be footholds of somebody putting on them regardless it's taken up the space in their heart mind and soul and we don't want it from them anymore all right so stay tuned and we're going to be back after the commercial break on living within the sweet spot
0: This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com.
2: Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
0: This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot.
1: Hello, everyone. I am so happy that you are back with us on Living Within the Sweet Spot. All right, we are in the question and answer portion. And if you're just tuning in, we are talking about the topic of forgiveness. And we're even in the section where it's just the beginning place. It's just where we're finding awareness. We're recognizing that it really is a problem. And we're going to get a little bit deeper in the following weeks on how you can get to the word for answers, how you can um, reap a reward and blessings from this. And then the following week, we're going to talk about our free will and our choice and just really surrendering to it all and letting it work and change our lives. So right now we have a couple questions and we kept all of our guests on. They're going to help us be panelists for these questions. So let's go ahead and get started and see what everyone has to say about this tough place. So the first question that we're going to get to is Carrie. It says that I lost my child to a drunk driver and it's killing me. I have had counseling and I do think it helped. It helped me get straight in my head about it all and to process. But this happened eight years ago and I still can't feel healed. My health is so bad. I just want to be healthy and live. I am done with the aftermath. I do believe Jesus died for me, Jenny, and the man who killed her. All right. So this is a tough one. And I'm like just envisioning that you're sitting here listening right now. So Carrie, um, you know, I hate that you're having this. Uh, I think it's a really good topic. I'm going to reach out to you. I think that it's a really good thing that you brought this here today because you're probably sitting there thinking, "Ah, you said my health isn't good." You know, it's even though you you've been to a counselor and you've kind of, I like to say to people that the math of it. And I don't know if that's just me, but like the math of it, you figured out you need to forgive. It makes sense, like logically, and math of it you like get it and you've forgiven but it's like your heart hasn't completely let go it's like your heart and your mind need to get together and in the same place so that's that's really something that I want to talk about I know that these people have great insight but you are a child of God and he is waiting 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 to fix you of all of this waiting to restore you it's there it's not like it has to be given to you it's there it's just you got to free yourself up to it you have to surrender to it and you have to let it come in and you know getting that heart in the place of surrender to it all i mean all of it is really really hard um i'm gonna let the other people speak up i don't want to just sit here and lab. so let's go ahead anyone that
2: just wants to jump in go ahead Well, I actually was, when you were reading Carrie's story, it's, my first thing was how, what does it look like to just sit in that place of the ache? First of all, like just sit there rather than try to run away from it or try to say, okay, I'm done with it. What to sit in it for a minute. Um, And also I was thinking about very specifically, she said, I believe that Jesus died for me and for Jenny and for the drunk driver. But I was thinking about the movement that Jesus died on the cross for us. But then he also, he, the resurrection and he came back to life. And so Jesus also lived for us. And so my question for Carrie is what does it look like to let Jesus live for you? What life does Jesus want to give you now? Because it's life; it's not death. He didn't. He didn't. It didn't end with the death. So it's not that you die here; it's that you are being invited to live. So what does it look like to live with Jesus in the aftermath of that? To turn that corner and go, okay, Jesus is life. So what does that look like,
1: Jody? That was really good, and I'm just gonna go back to the question because I want you to hear with this question. There's a section then that says, "My health is so bad." I just want to be healthy and live. Mm, like she's feeling that. Okay, so or he, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Um Joe, you you're reaching up.
4: <laughs> just just realize that you're not alone. That that Jesus is always right beside you and uh see if you can find some support groups in the area like grief share and if there's nothing like that out there start your own. You mm-hmm. start a mental wellness uh group at our church and we had 26 people show up there the first night with all kinds of amazing stories similar to yours people that have lost children and and uh, people come back regularly on a weekly basis and uh uh, there's a lot of healing that goes along by just being able to share your story and listening to other people's story and um you know there, there are places out there you can go but always remember jesus is at your side and try to have that personal relationship with him
1: yeah, good, good thing. And you bring the, the, the idea that you're together in community, because when you pray in numbers, we know that this is powerful. Sometimes we're praying with everything we got, like Joe for six miles. Um, you know, you think, you know, it says with all your heart, call out to God for what you want six miles in the rain. I don't know if that's right, if I got that right, but I mean, honestly, that's pretty, that's pretty calling out to God. And I noticed that Jenny or Jamie Manworn on the, on the Facebook feed said the same thing, Mark eleven twenty four. um, when you pray and believe. Okay,
3: Karen, you are getting ready to say something. I, I just uh, was going to say that every day, um, Sometimes it's just a minute by minute. Sometimes it's an hour by hour. But every day you just take it to the cross and you lay it to him. Yeah. And just ask him for, your, for his help and to be by your side.
1: Okay. Again, yes, the prayer. But you're bringing up a really good point. It, it, and so many times it talks about in the Bible unceasing prayer. Like honestly, just every time, recognize and, play and replace. Recognize and replace every time darkness wants to step in and try to fill up that space that you just freed up with the healing power of Jesus. Every time darkness wants to put itself back in there, you release it and you replace it with a prayer and everything that's good and right and noble and
5: praiseworthy and excellent. Okay, all right, um, April. My my first thought was, you know. If for things that happen in our life, Carrie, what are we supposed to learn from it, and how can God use me? How can he? How can I be His hands and His feet? Mm-hmm. I know it's tough. I've lost a baby too,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and just look to Him and know that He has you in His hands.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that is a very good and compassionate thing coming from someone who also has lost a child. But the truth is, yes, I mean. Uh, Carrie I'm I'm sitting here thinking of all the people who are in your situation there are so many people who have had children die from just drunk drivingness or it could even be anything you know it could be you know how could this happen God and almost being mad at God I see Jody really wanting to say something I'm gonna stop here Jody go ahead and jump in
2: I didn't want to stop you but I was like oh I you know as yeah sitting here and I'm just just kind of praying for Carrie I was I'm wondering, I'm going back to the idea of sitting in this, uh-huh. and I'm wondering if there's still some snags of um, that i have not I just think of like for shoot, he or she. I don't know Carrie, I'm sorry, I don't know if you're a man or a woman, but if um, if the forgiveness has has happened in all the spaces. Um, Cause sometimes I feel like there's places we don't even know that we, that Jesus needs to free us and to, to get to. And I just, I just wonder that might be worth, maybe part of why you haven't been able to move on yet is because there's still work to be done and, it, and it, it's okay. I think mm-hmm. people are like, well, it should be, I should be, it's eight years in. I should be totally able to move on. I should be able to forgive. Yeah. Maybe, but also let it be what it is and spend that time, you know, just bring it to Jesus and go, okay, is there any area that I'm not, I need to let go that I need yeah. to, from to live?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and every, okay. Keep in mind, we know that things grow. We know that darkness grows. It snowballs is what it does. And think burr, it's cold and it's chilly and it's wet, but God grows and it's life and it's a plant OK, so, and it blooms and it bears fruit. So if you have one little nook and cranny that you did not, you le- you're leaving open for, for anyone to come and use. A, a, a person near you that doesn't, is it of wise counsel? A friend, another new lover, another new situation that's going to fill it up with bad. Doesn't matter. It, be careful of your spaces. Try, um, like, let God put a shield around your heart, mind and soul. So that you're, you're filling these things up with goodness. Okay, let's do our next question. So we have Sharon and Dean. So Dean and Sharon admit, I paraphrase this one, it was a long email, I reached out to these people, but um, Dean and Sharon admit to both being unfaithful in their marriage, Dean was first and then Sharon followed. Um she claims that she did it to fill herself up, you know, feeling empty. Um, they stayed together um, and patched things up, but there's hurt and lack of trust now. And so they're just kind of reaching out. And I did reach back to them because they were asking for help. But I wanted this out here. We, we haven't met yet. And so I wanted this out here for um, especially Joe and Karen, but all of us, you know, that that they've come to the uh, agreement that they're going to work this out And where do I go? So I'm going to bring up one very essential thing, and um, this thing is we we've patched it up. There's a little recipe for disaster. There, it's great if we've patched it up, but we got to have it be God. And we do this like we all do this when we have issues that come up, we forgive, we kind of do the forgiving or whatever. But honestly, if we're not partnered with God and he's not part of that forgiveness, part of that surrendering, then it comes back. And it's sort of like a bad diet, like a little um, impulse diet, you know, where you just lose 20 pounds fast. But if you don't do it right, what happens? It comes back and worse. Okay, so that's my bit of advice. But Joe and Karen,
3: let's start with you. Well, that's a it's a that's a tough one because it takes in the beginning for us, the trust. It was tough. Um, And I, I remember things that you had said, too, that if it's not. If it's not good, if it's not, it's not coming from God. So you really have to listen to what you're telling yourself. And and if you're telling yourself things that um, this is just not, um, it's not good. It's not, doesn't feel right. It's Then you know that it is not coming from God. So that's not the place you want to be. And mm-hmm. so, again, it just takes, um, you know, it takes time.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but what we did that helped for us is we had to reconnect again. And so by reconnecting, that helped the trust. I mean, we, every morning, we get up and we read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we just made a plan for ourselves that would work for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Everything else out there is from the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Karen, you are saying something so essential and that we really want to make a stop and talk about a minute. Um, She's saying, listen to what you're hearing with your own thoughts and what other people are saying. And you need to recognize if it's good or not and what's coming from God and what isn't. And if we don't know the word, and if we don't know God, then it's really hard to be able to tell. And that is why these things are starting to help all these people that have gotten to the word, gotten to God. That's why their answers are that, because there's so much clarity in truth. And we think the world's feeding us with the truth because it fills up for a minute. But it's like the bad diet. It's going to fill up, but then you're going to be hungrier and even hungrier because you've stretched out your stomach. All right? So you guys, we have three minutes. Jody or April, do you have anything? Joe, Yes.
4: Uh, You know, Dean, Karen, uh, we become master liars when we go through this. I know I was a professional liar. (laughs) And the weight of those lies, they just compound. They just get deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, and and that's where you lose all the trust. When you can't be honest with your partner, that's when you lose the whole entire trust. And it was actually pretty freeing for me when everything finally came out because I looked at Karen and I said, You know, I can finally be honest with you. It's been a long time. And I made a promise to God. And I made a promise to Karen that I will never lie about anything to her. And let me tell you, there were a lot of questions. And I answered all of them honestly to the point where I said, honey, just assume the answer is going to be yes, I did that. And and that's where you start building that trust up. And if you don't have trust in your relationship, if you can't, trust the other person to go out and be with their friends. If you can't trust yourself to go out and be with your friends, uh, that's what you need to pray to God for. Get him in there beside your side and counsel with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Build that trust back up. It's going to take time, but God bless you guys for trying to patch things up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And those two will be a good, very good resource. If you want to reach out to them, like I said, you know, everybody's websites are there on the link. So go ahead and find them and reach out to them. But, um, yeah, you're, uh, Karen, your proof of the fact that your husband said for years, oh, I did this, I did this, and you didn't believe. And there was a time where all of a sudden you believed. And the only rationale behind that is because what was coming out of him, um, we are a wellspring of what we are. When God was in him, Truth and God came out of him. So when you speak it and you're filled up with God, that's what a person hears. And when you're speaking a bunch of garbage, sorry, Joe, (laughs) um, that's what a person hears. And we recognize it. There's no yeah. Yeah, the old Joe, that's right. All right, we have 30 seconds. No, we have to go, everyone. Please come back on next week when we really get to the word, the written word. I see Bible verses on our Facebook feed of people posting. So we're going to get to the word on this very difficult subject matter of forgiveness on living life within the sweet spot.
0: you for tuning into living within the sweet spot please join your host nikki Klagel, next wednesday at 7 a.m pacific time 10 a.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel until our next program invite abundance into your life and live a happier fuller and more successful life than ever before